0: Calvin, Adventures in Home Renovations, what
1: what do you got for us? What do I got? Oh, what do you want, some tips? Yeah, tips and tricks. Uh, if you can avoid it, avoid it. It's not <laughs> fun. kind of sucks. So would you rather
0: live in a hole and do none of the work yourself or live
1: in a nice place but have to pay people a lot of money? Live in a nice place? What do you mean? Of course I would rather live in a nice place and pay people money. All right. Is well, it, there it is. This I, is um, money that I have or don't have.
0: Well, clearly you got money if you're so easy <laughs> to say you'll spend the money.
1: <laughs> I think home renovations—they're like <laughs> such a great. Th- like I, I know, like so many people that have done this, and then I have just done it myself. Where bought a house with the intention to reno a lot of it, and I have, and it's taken a long time because you are living in that space. So right. it is great, and it's for me that I have the skills, and and uh, we saved a lot of money doing. All pretty much all of the work myself but uh, yeah, we're coming uh, to the end of it and it's been a long haul and I'm ready to be done.
0: Well, cheers to that adventure. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Open Road Podcast. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us. We're here to help you find more adventure in your every day. We want to share some stories. We want to share some tips. We're going to bring people on to to share some of their experiences. So uh, my name is Jeremy. On, on the other end, we got Calvin. Calvin, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Up on the, the other end here.
0: Yeah. So so thanks for joining us, and, and we got another exciting episode Uh Jared, thanks for, for having me on today, man. Yeah, it's so, so great to have you with us, Calvin. Uh, but no, we got a good episode lined up today. We have uh, Zach from Live a Great Story, and we'll get to him uh, in just uh, in just a few minutes. But uh, I wish now, I was living a great story, but instead you're living this home renovation <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> that is actually one thing. Living that the I li- DIY nightmare. <laughs> it is one thing I like about coming to your place. Is is I I I come to your place often enough but there's usually a a nice thing that has happened every time i get there you build there's a
1: decent enough gap when you come that there's always seems to be something new and different
0: and i'm always impressed with your workmanship i mean that um bench slash coat rack slash cupboard space you built in your foyer is just gorgeous it's just gorgeous uh your kitchen update is so tasteful and lovely Thank you. Um, the handrails you made going into your basement last time I was there, I was wildly impressed with how you were able to do that. Oh, great. Thank you. Some nice yeah. some nice detail work there. And Calvin, the DIY nightmare, probably building stuff for yourself, I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe it's good. But how does it feel to be also be the person that other people ask
1: you to build crap for them? Mm, like on a professional level or a uh, non-professional level? Well, give me both. Is there like, a difference? Well, there is a difference. Uh, Moochie friends don't <laughs> pay as well as the uh, high-end clientele that's my huge. Yeah,
0: got it. Got it. So, well, yeah. let's just break this down for a second, Cal, because sure. you and your adventure of woodworking and creating, I, I think it's a, 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 great, a great skill that you have that I'm interested in. Okay. But we are some of those potentially... Interested in exploiting? Yeah, like we're those borderline Moochie friends. Um, you built us a lovely headboard as a wedding gift. We, we yes. love it. That was a... A gift that you gave to us but now as we're we just got a house and we're starting to think yeah yeah. what would this be and and we reached out to you and 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 asked you to you know potentially build us a a kitchen table Mm -hmm. and this isn't something we'd ask you to do for free but obviously when we come to you (laughs) we're saying oh obviously calvin would mix in a little bit of favor with the with the um with obviously some financial gain as well so but how does and you said yes to that so like it's this awkward situation in some regards because we're getting great value and
1: you have now a new job (laughs) to fill your time yeah so i mean how i kind of started doing that because i've built quite a few gifts for people and i like to do that because i really enjoy building furniture as a hobby and i find that so much more enjoyable than doing like my own home renovation and we have like we're kind of good furniture in our house so it's nice for me to build something um that i care about and then i'm going to be able to see um but for other people and i i like doing it as as gifts and it's i think that's a great wedding gift and so i've done quite a bit of that and um yeah and then something for you guys um i'm um, that i'm i really am happy to do just because um you guys are really close with us and uh, and it's something that i'm going to be able to see and and have you guys enjoy so yeah i don't know it's it's a funny thing i mean at the same time it's it, is it worth me doing this kind of stuff for i mean whatever like like a really cheap price eh, i guess but i mean if i didn't enjoy it then it wouldn't really be worth it so have if there i was like gritting my teeth through it yeah, yeah yeah really a huge hassle then i wouldn't then i would just say no and it would be fine and have there been people that you have said no to
0: or do you, um, people not usually come because it is a decent ask, depending on what it is?
1: Yeah, not. I mean, so, some people ask, and and then, but some people have asked in kind of asked for to. Uh, I forget. I don't know. Like some people have asked, but same sort of thing with you. But it's kind of half gift, and so maybe I've like got them to buy the materials for me, and then kind of my labor is the gift. Right. Um. And then, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I've done lots of jobs like this for, for clients up here that I've just charged full pop for. Right. And, uh, and it's still fine. And I still really enjoy that. But it's I, I don't do it enough to where I'm still enjoying it. And I get to hone my skills. And I'm no expert by any means. So I don't feel um, like this sense that... I need to be charging an absurd amount, so it's nice for people like you. You're not going to be getting like a hundred percent quality product from me, so that's why I can kind of justify that you're not paying a hundred percent quality price. Yeah, that's an interesting thing too, and I think um,
0: a lot of artists struggle with breaking into that place where they right. value their art in an interesting way. If mm. I look at if I look at that coffee table that your computer is sitting on right now, yep. That is a gorgeous piece of furniture. And when I look at it, it is actually perfect. All the, Everything is right. a perfect right angle. Right. It's a beautiful piece of wood on top. And so I'm like, uh, Calvin makes very high quality stuff. That's at least how you're perceived in my mind. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you're kind of like, yeah, I maybe cut a corner here or don't care about this there or still do a nice job, but I'm not like obsessing over perfection. And still you pull out a nice product
1: yeah and it's funny i mean with stuff like that like so that was something that i had never just getting into more fussy work that takes a way more time but um but it's for it was for our house so i i wasn't counting my hours on it actually i was because i always do that for fun just to know but but i didn't care about how long it took and then um where i always tend to kind of cut corners but i'm getting much much better is uh, is finishing and yeah that was always one of the, my favorite jobs um when i did wooden boat building was uh finishing and i did a couple of um what were called like final coats on on wooden boats which is just kind of a very difficult thing to do where we were laying the final coat of right. varnish that is the the end result and so um finishing uh woodwork is something that i really enjoy doing but it's very complicated sometimes and controversial and there's just so many different ways to do it so i always kind of when i do something for myself i try a new technique and and learn on that piece and so then i can use that in the future uh is is the controversial part about this
0: final coat of varnish that you need to be butt naked when you're doing it is that the controversial part (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is not the controversial <laughs> part. That's pretty much general knowledge. And that is. <laughs> Would you tell that me is, that? I loved that. So this final coat of varnish. That's an old thing I used to tell people about. Yeah, I know. So
0: w- when when I'll, Calvin was I'll, building I'll these, lay out, I'll yeah, lay out what happens. Tell us yeah, what so happens. So basically,
1: what happens when you do a a coat of varnish on a wooden boat is it's all hand brushed with a, a badger fur brush, and they're very expensive. All the products are really expensive. Uh, you go into a basically contaminated or contamination free environment so a a paint room or a paint booth essentially but it's massive because it's a you know a 36 foot wooden boat and so it needs to be a really dust free environment so you everything's sprayed down with water so there's no dust lingering in the air Um, usually you'll do it on like a sunday night Um, so the whole shop has settled over a couple days there's been nobody in there the lights haven't been on all dust dust has settled Uh, you kind of come in um, tiptoeing (laughs) <laughs> Tiptoe in, basically strip down outside, um, oil yourself up if you want, put put a um, like a bathing cap on or whatever, like buck cheese, totally buck naked, and then you uh, go and do your thing in there.
0: Wow, yeah, and, and pretty, get and get that varnish amazing. on,
1: so that so it's, it's so that your you know your dusty shirt or anything like that, all your dusty clothes or hair, uh, isn't you know going into your final product.
0: And now, does a true manly uh? boat builder kill the badger to make the badger skin brush i mean the badger hair brush
1: yeah we don't have a lot of badgers here
0: so um, eh? you
1: know i killed a cat to do mine (laughs) my brush and that was kind of
0: it's good and a little orange fur dude that uh that made a news the newspaper that (laughs) 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 oh that's terrible uh yeah, well, Calvin, I think this is. Uh, thanks for sharing that. I, I think that yep. is it, it is a truly life for me. it is a truly controversial piece for me anyway. This whole uh, nudity thing with the yep. uh, with the boat building, and I think it's it's you know the the underbelly of the industry really. If you if you ask me,
1: it's so. kind of funny you brought up the nudity thing. Like, there's a nudist <laughs> park in Muskoka here, like like, like n- nudist campground. Yeah. Um, And it's and a few years ago it was in the news a lot because the guy that ran it was super like kind of wild and he was and there was all kinds of opposition from the township against him for having this um, nudist park and he was really outspoken and he would be nude and do weird things in town like he would go to the tim hortons <laughs> drive through completely buck chad and there was this, like there was workers on his road going into the camp and there's this like cr- and it was all, always in the newspapers right and he like attacked the guy in the excavator completely naked <laughs> <and> <laughs> uh,
0: now that guy seems like a bit of a bit of a crazy but do you think yes. you would ever join in on the adventure of going to a nudist resort or just enjoying the freedom of uh of that adventure? Do you think that you would ever try that?
1: I pretty much have no interest in doing that. Um, I'm a pretty pretty non-nude person. Yeah. Eh? Um, I'm trying to think of what I do nude. Uh, and it's really not much. Pretty much just shower. Do, and you, then,
0: do you find some freedom, though, in being nude or no? Are you just like, no, nah, I'm fine with my clothes on.
1: No, I find no freedom being nude. Really? Um, sometimes I like swimming nude. Yeah, there's freedom I mean, there. It's not a. There's not very many situations where I end up swimming nude. No, are you 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 big nude guy?
0: Is that <laughs> well, what you're kind of well, getting at here? No, I'm not necessarily getting at that. But I think uh, you know, diving into a water totally nude is kind of freeing. Into that a, is freeing. into a lake. I, I'll
1: totally agree. I, I yeah, swimming nude is kind of fun. But there's always just that. I don't know. I think there's a heightened sense of, uh, ooh, something's happening. Ooh, I'm nude, you know? I just don't feel 100% <laughs> safe when I'm nude, I think, is the real issue. Especially
0: in Muskoka <laughs> Lakes with the musky and the pike swimming around.
1: Yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it.
0: Okay, but here, that's actually another funny thing. So that's always the
1: joke that a that a wiener looks like yes. a lure and it's going to get bit yep. by a fish. Do you For think sure. That, do you
0: think that would actually
1: ever happen? <laughs> Dude, I am positive. I'm sh- I'm sure that has happened. No yeah? No doubt. Because I know in... I read this story in the newspaper like four or five years ago. What's with about, you in the newspaper? Um, <laughs> about, like, like it. Oh, about it's this so girl, this little girl in uh, Mary Lake, which is the lake that uh, Minnie oe is on. Yeah. She had her toe like really badly bitten by a pike. Wow. And so, I mean, a toe and a wiener, it's the same basic shapes, right? <laughs> I don't know what your wiener looks like. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right.
0: Before this degrades too far down, I think we should get How did to we uh, get into this <laughs> nothing
1: to do with well living a great story. Living it's
0: broad stroke. Well no, I think there is a neat link here, Calvin, because you this whole idea of living a great story, and we're gonna get into it with Zach here, is about uh, inspiring people and sharing stories. And I think um, what you do a little bit with your woodwork is a little bit of that. You're saying, you know what, I want to be someone who gives gifts. I want to be someone who does nice things for friends, and I want to enjoy a piece of furniture and, and some of that stuff. I think some of those choices that you make are your way of kind of living a great story. Would you rather only make stuff for yourself, or would you rather share your gifts with friends and family? So I think that's a nice uh, a nice little transition yeah. there. And sure. uh, thanks for... Being willing to build My wife and I a table I'm looking forward To eating
1: dinner at that Was thing that like, your plan you To kind of get wife? Get that confirmation On the air And so now you can Have that <laughs> 100% I need it I've been so flighty That's the other advantage Of doing these kinds of things That I don't have to like I, I never give like a firm A commitment. firm I timeline be, I, I just tiptoe And I'm really wishy-washy And flighty About the whole thing <laughs> But see yeah That's the thing You remember last week
0: You said if I ever complain I'm <laughs> telling you on the air that If I complain <laughs> about being a father You can slap me That's This is I that same that. scenario Because we're going to post A picture of that table when it's in our new house. That's right. That's right. I'm excited for it. So, all right. Well, let's get to our interview with Zach. Yeah, let's uh, do it. This is Zach from
1: Live A Great Story. Okay, we're back with uh, Zach from Live A Great Story. Welcome to the podcast,
2: Zach. We're excited to be here. Thanks, guys.
0: So, we typically start uh, by giving people a quick overview of what our guests do. Uh, so, so why don't you take us through a little bit of what is Live A Great Story and 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 then uh, a little bit of, of what inspired it, and then we'll get into some some other areas of conversation. But that's always a good place the to start. The nitty-gritty.
2: There we go. So basically, Live a Great Story is all about spreading inspiration. And that's kind of how it started. We just uh, The vision for it is really just to inspire people on their own mission. And whatever that is, You know, we all walk different paths. We all are doing our own thing. And as long as we figure that out for ourselves and kind of take ownership of that, and that inspires the people around us to do the same. And so, as as a brand, we really just want to inspire people to um, take control of their story and make it the best as possible. And so, within that, we uh, pretty heavy media focus. So we really just share a lot of stories about people and ideas and. Um, just stories about that and ways that people have um, learned, like lessons that people have learned or um, their experiences. And so, yeah, we just, you know, I don't think there's like a, really a right or wrong way to do it. And so uh, we can just learn from how other people have done it and take bits and pieces. And so that's kind of like the general idea is we just want to share as much as possible so that we can give people the ammo to take um, the best parts of what they think and craft into their own story. So that's more of the media side of it. And uh, that's mainly through video and a lot of writing and a lot of uh, just general media. And then there's a product section. So that's what we call a reminder products. It's, we they like to say that they're magical because they um, they, act, they act as these really cool sparks of connection between people. Right. So whether it's like a hat or a sticker on your phone or a shirt, they just create these really cool interactions between strangers typically. And um, so they remind, you know, you put your shirt on in the morning or you look at your phone or wherever you have that uh, that live a great story reminder and it inspires you hopefully and then you go out into the world and hopefully it inspires other people. And then uh, the third part of it is really the events and taking it offline and bringing people together in real life so we can really – Uh, spread that flame of inspiration from person to person and so those are kind of the three main areas of focus for live a great story what do the uh events typically look like uh it really depends uh so far we've done there's the events that like i host or that we Mm -hmm. host here in san diego Uh, we're actually having a photo meetup so it's our third photography meetup here in san Diego. We rent out a studio, like a top tier studio with a psych wall and lights and everything. And a lot of photographers don't have the opportunity to shoot in that setting. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really expensive to do it yourself. It's also kind of hard to get into. With just it gets kind of tricky with how you how do you use lights or how do you bounce stuff or how do you even just set up the different um, lights like the all the different lights. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, we just rented out a studio and we did it one time and it worked out really well. And then we did it a second time and it worked out well again. So we're doing it the third time here. And then um, besides that, we've other people have hosted Live a Great Story events. We've done scavenger hunts in a couple of different cities. Uh, we did um, some yeah, scavenger hunts, some more photo like photo walk type meetups. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we did and then uh, we kind of teamed up on a fundraising event in LA. Then we did a dance event in Portland. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of, we just did that event with, um, it's called True Stories with Carbono Poetry, where it was a poetry reading in um, Colorado Springs. So it really, you know, as a brand, we really just want to put Live a Great Story next to things. So
3: yeah.
2: like call, like to call it like stacking, where we can just, you know, it's it's the idea that um, the rising tide lifts all ships. So if we can just work together, where well, there's so many people that are doing really cool things that you know are making a positive impact, and if we can all work together, then we can make a bigger and larger and wider impact. And so, uh, for a lot of these events, these like co-branded events, we like to team up with other people that are doing cool things and just figure out how we can add value to that and and you know help what they're doing better uh, just in, you know, in their city on the ground and in their own place where hmm. we, ne- we don't really necessarily know what that looks like from afar, but the people that are in it can, can really dictate that. And then we just like to help them out.
0: That's fantastic. Y- you say that our team or we, so are you at a lot of these events or do you have people who just take, take the live a great story name and just run with it? And you just, like you say, I don't care where it goes. Just Put our put our name somewhere and do something cool and, and 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 run with it. What's what's the what's the team like?
2: It's a good combination of um, it's a good combination. So if I can be there, if it's a local event, if it's here in San Diego, if it's in Austin, then I would. I, I'm typically there, and then yep. you know I've kind of people here in San Diego or people in Austin, but. The cool part is that there's so many people who just want to be a part of Live a Great Story. Hmm, right. And um a lot of you know, we just have a, a massive ambassador support. And so like in Miami, for example, there's just so many people that have taken the Live a Great Story idea and ran with it. And same now in Philly, Philly's really popping, um, with a cool <laughs> group of people there and yeah. um Brid and yeah, Lolly and Philly Unknown and all all the people out in Philly and then um yeah, so it it depends on. The more the the focus really is to have more autonomous events so that they can right. run themselves, right. and that we can just support it. Uh, but obviously, like as many, I would love to be. I mean, that's the coolest part is just hanging out with people, and that's what really inspires me is hearing other people's stories and like what they're doing and what they're working on, and um, just you know, I think that's probably where Live a Great Story and like the essence of Live a Great Story started probably eight years ago or so just before it was ever even a thought but just sitting across the table from someone um, drinking coffee with some with an entrepreneur or you know someone that's further along the road than i was just an older person and listening to what they did and their experiences and the lessons that they've learned and it really helped me in my journey to talk with older people and just, just soak up the knowledge and i think that that's um that's a big part of it and so um yeah
1: so, uh, did and that's when it started about eight years ago.
2: No, no, no. So oh, that okay. was just that was kind of it's a little of a great story. Really, um, it's really just been a very organic growth. So, for when it actually started, it's about two and a mm. half years now. Okay, but it the idea and like the essence and all of it goes back and is really heavily woven into just my story of mm. of trying to start stuff and like you know I. I Pretty much have been starting things since I was about 16 or yeah. 17, and just like trying to figure out what what my what what, what I want to do, you know, like what's my journey? How do I how do my interests and passions and skills? combined with an impact and a job and all these different things. And so pretty much from about 16 or 17, I've just been starting things. And for the most part, they've been a long string of failures. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's the whole point of it is, is we just keep going and, yeah. and collecting these experiences. And so um, as far as like the beginning traces of Live A Great Story, mm-hmm. it really boils down to two things. I read a book by Donald Miller. It's called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And I was gonna, uh, I was,
0: I was gonna ask you if that was. I mean, obviously, that whole book is about story and this. So I, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you if that was uh, part of your inspiration. So continue.
2: Yeah, so I read that book, and it's funny because what just happened happens a lot because people are yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah I read that book, and like, and he never says live a great story, which is an interesting part. Um, oh yeah, his his quote is like live a better story. Yeah, and so. Or, or
0: ask yourself, is this going to be a good story if I if I live this? Yeah, exactly. And so I
2: read to. that book, and uh, I read that book, and then shortly after that, I went to go travel, and I bought a one way ticket to Europe, and that turned into about a seven month trip, or uh, just flowing and traveling and backpacking, and so a million miles and a thousand years was the seed, and traveling was the water that sprouted live a great story and that trip through europe i just met people from all around the world from different backgrounds different languages different ages just like all these things that are different 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 but underneath all that we're all just people and we're all just trying to figure it out for ourselves and do the best that we can and so um that was a really big learning experience for me and just really understanding that and so um that's kind of where the phrase came from and mm-hmm. through that experience the phrase just evolved and um, and then the original traces of Livergrade's story go back to uh, when I got back from traveling I, I just wanted to, I came back because I wanted to start stuff I wanted to like continue moving forward in kind of more of a professional way instead of just traveling and moving and having fun right. and learning I wanted to actually like move like do stuff and, and like apply my myself and so, I didn't really know what that looked like, but um, it kind of touched back on an old clothing company that I had. And and so I went out and um, I did three like uh, street art installations around Austin. And one of them said, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? It was about 20 feet long, like cursive red uh, spray paint handwriting on the main thoroughway in Austin. And then another one said... Uh, do you have campfire stories? And then one of them said, "Live a great story." And I didn't think much about it. It was more just, hmm. you know, just walk and see what hmm. happens, and and take action. And and so I did that. And then a couple of weeks or months later, someone tagged me in a picture of on Instagram of someone that had taken a picture of the live a great story. And I and they had hashtagged it, and I clicked on the hashtag, and there was a you know quite a bit of pictures of that same live a great story and I was like oh that's that's pretty cool <laughs> and you know once again didn't think too much more about it but then shortly after that I moved to San Diego and I moved pretty much to just get out of Austin and and once again just take a next step and see what would happen and um, it was a really hard transition because I didn't know anybody I didn't have a job I had a, <laughs> a resume of not having jobs and not having gone to school and not having <laughs> any, any sort of experience really. And so finding a job was really difficult, especially in the branding and marketing field that I wanted to get into kind of the agency. And so I was like really struggling and, um, it was a hard move. And so one night I went out and spray painted another big live a great story on the main entryway into San Diego downtown, just like, you know, probably about a 10 footer that was very you big just and... spray paint on the ground like that. Absolutely not. not. Okay. <laughs> um, and I love that. Maybe, maybe one of the reasons I stay behind the scenes for a long time. But um,
0: <laughs> who is this guy?
2: <laughs> He's like Banksy coming oh, yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those around, and they're um, they're not exactly legal, and it's a it's a fine line. But thankfully, I never got caught for it in the act, and um, but not that hard. fine yeah so (laughs) so what
0: you're telling us is you have started an army of graffiti artists and you're proud of it uh street artist (laughs) (laughs) hey
2: and street uh, art are different connotations you know it's okay 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 okay.
0: no hey look if that's what you've done i mean power to you i love it train cars i love it (laughs) is that is that the lowest (laughs) of the low tagging train cars
2: Uh, it's it's perspective. I mean, it's it's art. Like, I, I no, can't. Of course, of course. Have, you got to start go, somewhere, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. So that was kind of like a a, a very zoomed out version of a little bit of a great story. But sure. basically, um, I guess not even really street art. Most people don't put up those wheat paste. Is what they turned into after that. It's it's um that's where you see like the really big yeah. uh, circles. That's that's wheat paste, and uh, some people have done that, but not not too many people but the cool army of people has been the stickers and yeah. and those stickers have gone all over the world yeah. and that's been mainly responsible because they once you see it you can't really unsee it and so you you know you see it one time and it kind of sits underneath your subconscious and makes an in- impact on you and you're like that's cool and then you start seeing it freaking everywhere and and people have taken them to you know, probably dozens of countries by now. And, yep. uh, I think we're probably past the 50,000 mark. I, I stopped counting, but we're probably around the, the 50,000 mark for stickers. So there's 50,000 stickers floating around the world and, uh, just increasing pretty much on a monthly basis. And then, um, but you just see them and, and, and I get text messages or, you know, Instagram posts or whatever from, all across the world, where people are in Australia or Asia yeah. or South America or you know all these random places. Like, oh my god, I saw a live a great story. This is so cool! And then they go to another <laughs> city or another country and they see it again. <sighs> and they're like, what? This is everywhere. And, yeah. and so Yeah, that's
1: so weird when that happens. When you see something and exactly like you said, it's embedded in your mind, then you just start seeing it popping up all over the place. That's so cool.
2: Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome and it's It's really cool, and and one of the cool parts about that is is like, and this is part of the cool things about some of the ambassadors that uh, have really like taken a hold of it is um, the brand really gets associated not necessarily with a brand, but just like an idea and a, and a, and a and a like an impact. yeah. and so people, you know, people that are like really buy into it and really love it and has made a big impact in their life they start spreading it and then when other people see it they don't come back to live a great story they come back to that person so right. they're like okay. oh my god like, right right and, and then that just is like this continuous cycle of of reinforcement and then it, it kind of passes from person to person like that uh, which is really cool how do you uh, get the stickers out to all these people so they're for sale online uh, we sell what they're called inspiration kits so okay. they're you know, just sticker packs, basically, and buttons, buttons, we've, there's tens of thousands of buttons, too, and uh, a lot of people put those on hats, or purses, or jackets, right. and, um, and so, yeah, people buy them, and take them on their trips, we've had, like, 10 pictures from Machu Picchu, yeah. people love to take them there, and, um, oh, cool. and then we also just pass them out, I mean, it's, sure. it's awesome yeah. to, to pass them out, and, and especially, like, I always, I always, in, uh, encourage people to put them on their cell phones, like on the back of a phone case, because yeah. once you put it on there, it, it's us we call like the magic. Cause you just go to a coffee shop and yeah. you just put, put your phone face down and it's pretty much guaranteed that Secret someone's going to talk to you. Yeah. And it sparks these really cool conversations. And one of two things happens, either someone comes up to you and it's like, yeah, what's your story? What are you doing? Who are you? Why do you, you know, all and like they're very interrogative, <laughs> uh, or they just come up and start sharing about this uh, crazy experience that they had or, you know, like, oh, my God, I was, you know, I did this, I traveled or I, I'm doing, you know, and they just start sharing and it just creates this really interesting connection between people. And um, and then that's that's why it's that's, you know, that's why I've kind of stayed. I've, I don't like to associate myself too much with it because I like to let that happen. Like, that's the coolest part. And yeah, yeah. That happens to me, but it happens to, you know, thousands of other people, too, when they have their their stickers on their phones or whatever because it creates this really cool connection and and that's really what it's about and and that 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 flame is it doesn't lose the energy you know like the contagious Mm -hmm. inspiration passes from person to person and um it just you know it just it it actually gains momentum Mm. you know it doesn't you don't you don't um step back that inspiration or like hold it back when you pass it on to person to person and so that's like the big ideas we just want more of that like we yeah. want to inspire more people and mm-hmm. get more people doing cool things and and trying to like take action and that's how that's how you change the world and make mm-hmm. a big impact is just yeah the massive numbers well it's
1: cool because you can like the position you're in because you you are the guy in charge but you're you've taken the stance to not be in charge and to let it grow naturally as it, as it occurs. And how have you found, like, that's obviously working and how have you kind of found that translating, uh, if at all into other areas of your life or, or going beyond live a great story?
2: Uh, I think a big thing for me, like I, like I talked about, I I used to, I did, I've done so many different things and, I used to talk a lot. Like I I would talk about everything that I'm doing and, Mm. you know, I would, I would try to hype it up or, you know, like sell it to people. And I did some network marketing. So I was like trying to sell to people and, um, and, and i I really took a back seat with that after a while and just kind of held my cards close to my chest and, um, just let the, the action speak for itself. And, and, so I don't, you know, I don't like to brag or like be like hyper, like hyper escalate the the things that I've done or anything like yeah. that. Like I rarely even talk about traveling and like the experiences of traveling or um, kind of like the stories because people come back from the trip and they just start talking. And like there's especially in a, in a world where like everybody wants to talk about themselves or like just talk, like there's a lot of power and just listening to people and like really just listening and being able to like ask really good questions. And, um, and so I think that's, that's the biggest part is how it's translated is like, you know, like I, I, it's still like really early, like Livergrade story is still a small blip in the, in the grand scheme of things. So it's definitely, um, I just, it's still a long way to go before it has like the impact that it will have. So um, I think in the meantime, it's just important to, to really encourage people on their own journey and mm-hmm. um, to not, you know, to not try to force it on people, but just let it spread organically, and be able to, like listen and engage and encourage. Yeah,
0: and I think if you have a good message, then again, you don't really need to do a whole lot of selling, or you don't need to do a whole lot of a lot of pushing. And the people who are drawn to your message, well, there's certain things that you do to to push it forward. But if they're drawn to it, they're going to they're going to come on board. Uh, this. We, we, Calvin and I both read that, that same book by Donald Miller before we started this podcast. And that was kind of, yeah. So wh- what does it mean to actually put some of this stuff into practice? Well, you know, for us, our slogan, help people find adventure in the everyday. Are, are you looking at everyday as a new opportunity to meet someone new, to try something interesting, to really live uh, a great story? So I, I think as, as that message continues, uh, yeah, if it's, if it's a good one, people will people will be will be drawn into um, into it Uh, was there ever a time for you when um, maybe I guess early on maybe in the earlier days that you were just thinking that maybe maybe this isn't the right thing to do or was there ever a a big lull because you've obviously experienced some good success the ball's really rolling right now was there ever a time earlier on that you were kind of thinking of calling it quits or moving on to the next thing
2: Yeah, there's there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that still happens. I mean, that's that's part of the whole entrepreneurial journey, right? Like, the the roller coaster is always up and down. And and there's, you know, in the beginning, it was just like an idea. And it it wasn't anywhere close to what it is now. And, um, and I was like, still trying to find a job and still trying to do all these things. And I was working a pretty boring job at like hosting at a bar. And yeah. it was, it was really, uh, quite tumultuous just like internally for me to be able like have to deal with that. And, um, and, you know, and then throughout the entire cycle of live great story. And like I said, even, even now, like that's, that's, it's, it's constantly like, is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And, um, I think that's how it is for everybody. And, and I th- I've learned that, you can't escape that no matter what you're doing and no matter who you are and no matter how successful you are. And that's just, that's just how it is. And we try to like find, you know, we try to like glorify maybe celebrities or like super successful entrepreneurs or, you know, just like athletes or whatever. And it's like, they're that they've made it or that they're, you know, that they just live the life. And, and it's like it's the exact same thing the same thing that we go through on a daily basis with our jobs with our families with any you know any tumultuous like rough patch of our life every single person goes through that and it's not necessarily worse or better it's like you know in the grand scheme of things in in the western world i you know obviously in places where people are getting massacred and like terrible humanitarian crisis is different but you know, for us in the West, it's like we're all dealing with a lot of the same hmm. um, struggles. On like a from like an overview, even though they look differently in like the minute hmm. details. And so, you know, if you're thinking that like Mark Cuban goes through the same stuff that we do, or you know, LeBron James or Brad Pitt or whatever, any of these like hugely successful people, yeah. like. They're no different than us and so they're going through the same obstacles and the same journey and the same ups and downs and the whole roller coaster and like that's I, and you know I go through that all the time and especially in entrepreneurship it's like even um, even more apparent yeah but like that's the way <laughs> sure there's not another way and so once I've... I accepted that like today was terrible like you know I, I'm doing really bad at this or like you know it's like that's fine like that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But it's just like embracing that and being able to like really stare at it and be like, yeah, like, come on, freaking bring it on. Like, (laughs) that's, there's no changing this. I'm never going to get away from this. You can be 70 years old, still dealing with the same stuff. But that's, that's the journey. And I think that's, that's where there's a lot of energy.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's helpful perspective.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Zach, do you have a couple of maybe standout stories that you've collected over the last couple of years that you could uh, share quickly with us? Yeah, I was going to say... Definitely. Do, definitely. <laughs> anything notable coming to mind?
0: You just
3: mentioned
1: that
0: uh, you don't like to talk about yourself too, too much. So this could be... This is like a Zach exclusive yeah, for the Open so, Road Podcast.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I definitely have some stories, and, and I think, you know, I've always looked at experiences, like, I just want to look back and, and just have a bunch of experiences, so I, I think the like, ex- I like to collect experiences, that's yeah. how I look at it, and um, so, um, I... So I went to go travel when I was 22. I, I pretty much bought a one-way ticket to Europe. I bought a one-way ticket to Europe. And because I am I actually grew up in Hungary for about five years, I, I, my dad's Hungarian, which is where Horvath comes from, if you know, like that's it's yep. a little bit funky name, but yeah, Horvath. Um, and so I, I was able to, to, to be there indefinitely. I have a, I have a citizen, uh, EU citizenship. Oh, and nice. so I went to, go to Europe and pretty much just bounced around and, and you know, backpacking the the definitely the stories are uh, pretty much inevitable but um i think one of the cool stories uh or a collective group of experiences but uh it was i got to go to serbia i was traveling and i met a friend his name is matt trinetti uh he runs an awesome website and lives in london now but he was from chicago and um we ended up going to Serbia for a month. We were just like kind of doing the same thing. He was like blogging, and I was trying to figure out what I was doing and writing a bunch about travel. And we're like tired of traveling, and so we went to Serbia and just we're like, yeah, let's just go chill somewhere for a little bit instead of like mm-hmm. bouncing around every couple of days to a new hostel. And that whole trip, that whole like span of the trip in Serbia was amazing. We met these like two really rad dudes who were locals there, and they just like took us underneath their wing, and we. We had a lot of like crazy experiences with them because Serbia is kind of an uncharted place. It, uh, it, from our perspective, obviously there's there's a lot happening right, there, right. but most yeah, yeah. we're like, oh my god, Serbia! It's um, not on the top of what, everybody's list of places to go. Exactly, but it should be because it's awesome. Like the hospitality in Serbia is yeah. amazing. Like everybody I met there old, young, they were just so welcoming and like, they just, they don't really, you know, their average income is like $400 a month or something crazy, but they'll bring you into their house and just give you everything, you know, they just open up. So yeah, like the families and, and so one of these times what we did was, um, uh, Matt and I went down with our two friends down to their equivalent of Thanksgiving is a family holiday called Slava. And so they... Every family has like a weekend Slava and they go back and they, their whole family gets together and they basically just hang out for a long weekend. And um, they're typically in these like really small villages where the family's from uh, traditionally. And so we went, we were able to go down with, uh, with our friends to their Slava, to one of their Slavas, and uh, hang out in this tiny village with, you know, really old houses and um, pretty ancient architecture, you know, like – wood oh, and, cool. and, and huts and and um definitely like modern but not modern at the same time right, right right and so most of the people in the in the village we're hanging out with the old older guys and and you know they had never even met people from the united states or ne- huh. you know, never met anybody that spoke english wow. so wow. we're like hanging out for like three days in this village and and just you know you there's a massive language barrier but you're still like best friends with these people and um, and just, you know, cooking, like they was just, they roasted a whole pig. So for like three days straight, like every single meal you're eating like pork <laughs> and, um, I forget like, but like super basic, like the same meal, like breakfast, right, lunch, and right. dinner. And then they, uh, they drink this stuff called, um, rakia. And so it's, it's like, um, basically like a distilled fruit, uh, spirit So okay. you you can make it from pretty much anything, and and these in in uh, in these like small villages, like everybody makes their own. So like they have these super crude old like distilling distilling equipment and they'll like take pears or um whatever they have and uh they make this rakia so like you wake up in the morning it's like a shot of rakia and then you eat (laughs) your pork and like like, and and, 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 yeah it's crazy you're like cool like good morning like 6 a.m have your coffee shot of rakia so good and um but uh and and so yeah do that i mean we we got to like climb, it's right at the we we're in the south of serbia so it's like right on the border with um uh I f- i'm forgetting my geography right now but it's like right on the border so there's like, this mountain and like in the distance is um the rest of uh the um whatever i, forgot. I can't believe i can't remember it I, i'm not i'm so
0: not it, piping in to help about. you because my geography is just as bad so don't worry
2: <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so, yeah, we're, like, climbing mountains, but um, – That's fantastic. I, I, and, and so uh, one – of then this is probably – that's kind of a more general thing, but I think one of those things – like, that was a major experience for me because you're with these people that don't speak your language, and, you know, you're translating, yeah, but then you're eating right. dinner, and you're just with, the, like, like I said, the hospitality, and just you, you can really relate to these people, and you just connect on, like, this really human level – um, and so that was really, that was a really crazy experience. And then, um, another experience in, in, um, the same thing that happened in Serbia was we ended up there like, Hey dude, like they were crazy. These guys were like, they were crazy. Like, and they just had ventured and they would like, you know, they don't make any money at all. So they would hitchhike around the like Europe and go on trips for like a month at a time with like $20, you know, like they would just go to a new city and like no money and like sleep on like the beach or wherever. And they just show up, but like amazing traveling that, just like on um, the super shoestring. So yeah. one day they're like, Hey, we're going to go down to this. We're going to go caving. There's this cave down like four hours away from here. We're going to wake up in the morning, super early. We're going to go in this cave and I have to be back tomorrow for my, uh, like this really important test that basically determines if I pass this entire like semester, <laughs> like this entire year. But it's fine. We're going to go down to this cave and, and we're going to go. And so, um, Matt didn't come, but, uh, three of us went down there. One of, uh, one girl and my two friends and so we're like like all right cool so they like, pick us up in the morning we're like drinking beers like in the car they have like these like big liter beers and we're just like <laughs> 9, 9 a.m drinking beers like driving down the road it's like literally back in time there's like no seatbelts in the car <laughs> or, like drinking beers it's like just jamming music and so um, by the time we get to this cave it's like getting dark and so we like can't find this cave it's not like there's google maps or anything right so we're like (laughs) they're like asking the locals if where this cave is and they're like i don't know where the cave is (laughs) like up the hill and they're like keep going and so (laughs) we finally find this cave and it's like you know right like we wouldn't have found it if it was like another hour like you know 45 minutes it was like kind of at sunset and so um so we (laughs) So we go in this cave. Homegirls wearing like the equivalent of Uggs, you know, like <laughs> like calf high boots. We're like not equipped with lights, like no headgear, like nothing. We're like walking through mud, you know, like calf high mud,
0: four liter beers oh, like one deep. Of the,
2: yeah, yeah, we're like <laughs> like no food, nothing. One of us had like this crank up light, you know, like the kinetic yeah, energy, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, get the like useless, like yeah. Yeah, totally useless. And so we end up like going through this cave. We're in there like six hours. And oh. luckily, luckily, it's like a one way in, one way out. So it's like you, there weren't right. offshoots where you could you get, get lost. Get lost. Out. Yeah, there's like an entry right. and an exit. And so we're like going. I mean, the pictures are crazy, you know, shooting with like a point and shoot camera, like yeah. flash. Yeah. And there's like stalagmites and stalactites. I don't know so what those cool. are, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so anyway, we get through this cave and we get out the other side and it's like pitch black and no cell service, like nothing. And we're like, all right, this is cool. And, and we're like, we come out and then you can, you look down and you're like, all right, that's like really dark over there. And then there's like uphill, which is also really dark. And then turn, and then someone threw a rock and you can hear water, you know, like about a (laughs) hundred feet away. All right, let's not go down that way. Um, (laughs) And so we your, start like your arms up are this... so
0: tired because you've been cranking this light for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I
2: just, yeah. Like, and then exhausted, right? Like super late. And then, so we have to climb up, up back up this mountain basically. Yeah. And we so we're like scrambling up this mountain. No one goes out here. So it's like, you know, a foot of dead leaves. So you're like yeah. scrambling up this mountain. Um, so we're like, climbing 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 like really you know steep like all like hands and knees basically like pulling on anything to get up We get to the top about 30 minutes later and it's you look out and it's just pitch black there's no lights anywhere like oh, no boy. village no nothing like pitch black like forest and and moon and stars and darkness <laughs> and i was just like well, we're, sc- we're screwed. Like, <laughs> not getting out of here. And we're, I mean, I'm like, I'm dug like down, just like take a nap, you know? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll just wake, wake up, up in the, the morning. Rest, My homie's like, dude, I got to go to this test in the morning. Like, we, we, cannot, oh. we cannot sleep here. Um, so we just start walking and walking. And, you know, we're, I'm like, there's not really a road at all. We're just walking in a direction. And, and so we end up finally stumbling on this road. We walk down the road. We stumble in this house. It's probably like, you know, two in the morning, sometime, and, and yep. they're like throwing rocks at this guy's window and like banging on the door, <laughs> yelling in Serbian. We're like, I'm like, this is, we're going to get shot or something. And 80 <laughs> like year old man opens the door and, and he lives alone, invites us in for Rakia. So he like pours all <laughs> these shots of Rakia. We're like taking shots of this old man. Back to the Rakia. Yeah. Like literally anywhere you went in Serbia, like they would come, welcome, welcome to my house. Like, come on, Rakia shots. Like, it doesn't matter like oh and i got this rakia this is like dunya rakia and we got pear and like and they're just like shots and like everyone would just like give you because they all like make their own right know, right, like, right, so right, like, right. Yeah, he's rakia and so um anyway he points at, he's like yeah y'all are like down the road just like keep walking down the road and end up making it back and uh like pretty early in the morning it was about a 24 hour like round trip wow. like there and back um my my friend made it in time for uh, his test and he ended up failing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
0: so, hey, no, I, I I had a great time. Dude failed the test. Girl ruined her Uggs, but I I had my rakia and one liter beers. I was good to go.
2: <laughs> and uh, it was one of the crazier things. Like they're like halfway through. They're like, yeah, you need permits and you're supposed to have a guide, but we're not. We're just gonna do it. I'm like, this is crazy. Like right. how how there how is how <laughs> um, but I think going back to like, you know, what, uh, I don't remember exactly what you said about like what the motto for the podcast is, but like, you know, the everyday adventure and, and yep. I think like a big thing that through that whole trip and and just one of the themes along that same line is just like. You know, just choose the more adventurous route and that can be in your own city, you know, like walking, you can go left because you never go left. You always go right, you know, like you just drive to a new area or like start talking to a new person. And um there's really adventure everywhere and you just it's it's not it's not a destination, it's really just like a choice and you can really choose the adventure um in your everyday life. And like before I went to Europe, I started uh, like doing that. Like I would go out and, like, meet people, or I'd be like, I've never explored this area, or let's go do, you know, you can, it's just a choice to make that we can all do that in our everyday lives, and Mm. um, you don't have to be in, like, another country, and another city, or, you know, you can, you can explore your own city, or, like, within an hour of our, any big city, you can find, like, really cool stuff to do, and you can take your friends, and you can do all this stuff, and um, there's, like, Yeah, travel isn't necessarily a plane trip around the world. Like obviously that helps, but you can travel, you can travel every single day. It's just like kind of a mentality.
0: Hmm. That's fantastic. I think that's great tip for, for our folks. And if, if they take anything from this conversation, it's read that book and turn left. (laughs) I like that. That's fantastic. Turn
2: left, take the back row. It's like get lost, say hi and just, you know, just, just, we only we're only here for a little bit so it's like choose choose the better story and like never like it always works out like there's yeah. there's really no failure and as long as you're just like moving forward like everything is just a learning experience whether it, you think it is or not or whether it's a success or failure like it's all just an opinion and, and um mm-hmm. and there's just it's it's awesome and then just hang out with good people and and surround yourself with good people that support you and it's it's all good stuff you shared some wise words with us today, Zach. I really appreciate that. I'm, yeah, I mean, I just... I've learned a lot of this from other people. I think yeah, that's
3: yeah.
2: And and, um, I think, you know, I've been told, like, you know, follow the, the dude that's been through the minefield that still has both feet, right? Like, <laughs> right, follow the right. people that have been there before that know what they're doing. And if you can avoid the mistakes that other people have made, then, you know, you're going to make mistakes inevitably, but you don't have to make the same mistakes. And... Um, and so passing that along to other people, like, I think that's a big part of why I live a great story, like the idea of it and like the theme, it's like, we're all about stories, like uh, from the beginning of humanity, from, you know, the earliest times, stories are like this ingrained thing and we learn through stories. Like that's like the real way that people have learned throughout time. And, um, and so you, you collect your own stories and you learn from people like, came before you and then you pass those stories along to other people behind you and um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of the powerful things about people and everyone has a story everyone's been through shit and like we all mm-hmm. have our own experiences and um, so I don't know that's
0: <laughs> no that's yeah. great that's great Zach that's, that's awesome and we'll uh, make sure to put links to Inspiration kits and to your website and we'll we'll take yeah. you a bunch on Instagram this week so people can make sure that not only might they see it on a post here or there or this a sticker here and there but they uh, they'll get it right to their feeds and uh, again that's yeah. what we want to do is help people find more adventure and so following your message and getting on board with that is a great way for them to do that so thanks for coming on the show man
2: absolutely and let's um let's also make like a promo code uh for y'all that we can give like 10 percent off what do you well, I'll, I'll make one as we get off what do you think it should be
0: yeah let's do that the, uh, just uh can, yep. can it be open, open road, road pod or pod? open
2: road pod
3: yeah
2: cool cool yeah we'll do that for 10 percent off for you know any of the stuff online and awesome um, yeah that's oh that's looking sure.
0: man it helps with the exchange rate lots of our listeners are canadian we do have a bunch of american that's ones right. but for the canadian ones <laughs> it'll help so
2: the
1: real dagger.
0: <laughs> nice. Yes.
2: Yeah, shipping. Shipping is is always a hassle, but um, yeah. t- to Canada, it's the easiest international shipping. Yeah, to Canada. Everything else. Oh, is, that's good. Yeah. It's just terrible. Well, well,
0: thanks for doing that. I was going to ask you after we went offline, but here it is online, uh, on the on right right live here. If you go type in op- at or I guess yeah, just Open Road Pod. When you go check out on on uh, Zach's website, LiveAGreatStory.com, then you will get ten percent off, and we'll have links to all that stuff in the show notes. So thanks a lot, Zach.
2: Absolutely! Thanks, guys. All
1: right, thanks, man. Living a great story, Zach. That, that was great.
0: That's just some good old fashioned inspiration, if you ask me. Yeah, what a fun guy. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good I, conversation.
1: I love just his uh, just his stance of being behind the scenes and running things, and kind of um, yep, yeah, just kind of letting it be its own. Um, Uh, its own thing and growing how it wants to grow. I think that's really cool. I think that's really um, in line with the way um, a lot of these types of businesses are going. And so he seems to be very in the know and on track. I think it's pretty neat just this idea of, I mean, really, he's building a
0: brand, but it's a brand that is more an idea. So I find that really interesting. Mm -hmm. In in a way, he's almost finding a way to monetize an idea is still providing some pretty great value, and I mean, I've just been on their website recently and reading some of the some of the stories that they have on there. There's yeah, some really yeah. great stuff. So definitely head over there and and read a, read a couple of the stories that are that are going on there. Yeah. Also, another funny thing he talked about is this uh, this Serbian this Serbian booze. Yeah, yeah. Why does <laughs> why does well, not why but like it's hilarious that every country has their own special type of of booze. What's our special type of booze? Actually, yeah, maybe not every every country, but... Uh, I don't know. Like like a tasty lager? Maybe. Is maybe that a, kind of it? Maybe a tasty lager, a crisp lager, as, as oh, you I, like you know to what? say.
1: I guess a rye whiskey, right? That That's Canada specific. Oh, yeah. There's all those. Yeah, there. that would and be... And you have your morning shot of rye, don't you? <laughs> every morning, like a true Canadian. <laughs> every morning. <laughs> Put it in my protein smoothie. <laughs> With your
0: pancakes. No, but th- I, that's always funny. Like, there's, like, weird kombuchas and like yeah, I think uh, that's funny. potato vodkas and hey you know always, th-
1: al- always alcohol based right like it's always pretty strong
0: you know what's this weird one that uh, a, f- a family member of mine pulled out at uh, Christmas it's this thing called a, a rumtopf and it's okay, this okay. big jar and basically as the, s- the season goes and the different uh, fruits come into season, okay. you basically drop a bunch of fruit in the room top and then you just soak it in alcohol. And I forget exactly what type of alcohol it was, maybe huh. brandy or something. And then you, the next time fruit comes in, you put the next fruit on top and then you soak it even more. And so by the end of the season, you have this fascinating mixture of fruits and alcohol and it's like a topping that you put on ice cream or pie or something like that so
1: what and and is it liquid or has it kind of gotten to like uh like a jam yeah it's kind of like a a boozy a a boozy jammy topping that you put on put on
0: desserts that's a german thing
1: have you ever um have you ever had mead Mm, yes i think i did I had it, not, not not too recently, maybe like a year or so ago, some family, and I think it's a maybe, I think it's a Polish thing, I can't remember, but similar sort of thing, Um, but it, no, but it, but it's uh, made from honey. Interesting. Alcohol, honey, yeah, and uh, I mean, I would love to get into mead production, that would be something to, something to really shoot for. So, in freezing cold Muskoka, do you think your bees are still alive? They're totally alive, I go out and check them. Do you? I don't. I don't rip the whole thing apart but I'll I'll tap on the front and then usually when you tap on the front they'll come out the bottom hole and check out what's going on. And are they living in the shed right now? No, they're in their hive. Like you, where they always are. You didn't move it? They don't get too cold? I didn't move it. It's really heavy. It's oh, okay. super heavy actually. I can't really move it. It's pretty permanent. Well, wow. uh, no, I you put like a, I put like a winter wrap on it. Oh, and nice. Then I I put like a little uh insulated uh lid on top of it as well just to trap heat in from the top. And then the whole thing is kind of wrapped in uh, tar paper. Crazy like, that bugs produce heat. Yeah, enough heat to like, I mean, it's like pretty cold here. Uh, Yeah. And they keep it at a certain temperature. So, um, yeah, they are alive in there. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Well, this has been a good episode, brother. Brother, brother, brother. <laughs> Another one for the books, my friend.
0: You know what's pretty
1: sweet? <laughs> Hey, what
0: the fact that there is an open road pod code over at Live a Great Story to get one oh, of their inspiration kits.
1: Yes, and I'm, I'm I'm pumped to get our stuff. I'm just I was thinking about after we talked to him, I was like, oh, I wonder what kind of stuff I'm gonna I'm gonna put that sticker on and then take a picture of and just to kind of have you know my own personal um inspiration pack. Yeah, my own, my own personal little story of you know what my view is and uh, it's it's gonna be exciting, man.
0: Yeah, we'll have to think of some neat places to put them in Muskoka, some of those yeah. high-traffic areas. Oh, yeah, really high traffic. Yeah, Yeah.
1: no, it's a really cool thing. So if you are interested in uh, going and getting some goods from Live a Great Story, put that uh, promotion code in their website, and you'll get 10% off. Now is the right is time. Deal.
0: Now is the right time. I mean, yes, there might be some extra shipping, and yes, it will be in American dollars. However, it's absolutely worth it. We need to spread the word here in Canada.
1: Yeah, I hate the fact that, you know, we would fall behind in this kind of thing. It's it would and, be a true shame. Yeah. And there's already people in Toronto and other places doing it that we know of, as Zach confirmed. So I'd like to just continue that and be a be an aide. This this technically means they're a sponsor because thankfully, I mean, really
0: kind of, Zach, he's given us free stuff and Yep, yep. And he's offering a promo code. That's
1: what like real podcasters do, Calvin. We're arriving, man. Dude, we are in the <laughs> in the realm of real podcasting. Which I'm so excited about, man.
0: Uh, so everyone, thank you so much for listening. Again, please, please check out all the neat stuff that Zach and Live Great Story is up to. And if you want to follow what we're doing, you can find us mostly on Instagram at Open Road Pod. We're on the web, openroadpod.com. Share this with your friends. Again, if share you're it, someone, come who, on, share <laughs> it. If you're someone who's trying to Don't find more just, adventure. <laughs> just come on people i'm sick
1: of it i'm already <laughs> sick of it you know people just holding this for themselves think that like, no these are these are my people you know this is my thing to no no wrong so wrong <laughs> share it get it out there tell your friends enjoy with them
0: i think i mean calvin you could i couldn't have said it better myself so uh we'll just leave it there i think uh, you're actually frozen so i'm gonna keep talking until you all right, back. All right.
1: there you are i'm you. on i'm i'm back. All right, I'm you're back. Anywhere. All right, well,
0: Jarrell, well, uh, let's uh, let, let Close let's let us leave it there. All right, thanks, everybody. We really hope that this episode of the Open Road Podcast helped you find a little bit more adventure in your everyday. See you next week.